Yeah, Man, I love that intro. <laughs> love that intro. But you know what I don't love? Well, we have technical fucking difficulties. Oh my god, Te- technical difficulties all day, man. Every friggin' episode. Woo! Hold on, guys. I'm just trying to get us live over here. You gotta have to accept me over there. You know what takes the most energy? You have to accept me over there. Oh, I'm gonna accept it. I, uh... Yes, what did I do? Did I join? It says yeah. waiting for Benetton music. So let's do this again. Proper introduction. Yes. <laughs> that intro. Uh-oh. So dope. You got to turn your volume down. Oh, sugar. What up, everybody? Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want that uh, so, reverb. Uh, we're here recording an episode of the podcast real quick. We just uh, wanted to go live with you guys. We're live quick. and direct. Also, you get the, uh, you know. The replay. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking up here. We're fucking up so hard. All right, anyway. Here we go with the intro. So. Yes. So I love that intro that we made. <laughs> I, I can't get over it, but at the same time, I just can't get over these technical difficulties. <laughs> we It's not a terrible reception podcast if we don't have a fucking terrible fuck up before we start a podcast. Terrible. So, um, yes. So this is episode five. Of the episode ter- five of the terrible reception podcast thank you guys for sticking with us with all the bullshit that we deal with it's a cold uh, jersey day but we're gonna heat it up real quick yo it was cold today yeah hold on, hold on. so before we start off let's start off with the intros my name is jay suarez my name is parlay of benetton and we are as a collective, Benetton. Benetton. You always make me look bad when you say, oh, my name is Parley of Benetton. All right, I'll switch it up my name you. is Jay of Benetton. My, J- my name is Jay. You're going to say Benetton like 20 times. But uh, yeah, this is episode five of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Yes. Once again, thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we have technical difficulties every time we try to set this thing up, but um, you know we're learning along the way. This laptop between us, it seems like we're playing like a game of Battleship, and I just can't tell what your next move is. <laughs> You, you know, know what, what it saying? reminds me of? You ever watch Howard Stern? Yes. It's uh that one person that was always in the back. I forget who it was. Howard Stern? Yeah. You mean the uh the midget? I think it was um Artie Lang. Artie Lang. It was like it was uh Howard Stern, then it was uh the chick, whatever her name was. What was her name again? Oh um Robin. Robin. So it was Robin, Howard. And then in the back was Artie. Robbie, uh, Robin had a very <laughs> sultry voice. I don't know if people remember that. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, man, um, we're trying something new today. We got the Instagram live going yes. for a few minutes. See if anybody has any questions for us. Yeah, if you guys have questions on Instagram live, we will add this to the video. So ask us questions. We're going to tune in. We're going to check it out. Don't mind that cable. You're not going to see it in, uh, I mean... You guys aren't going to see it, but oh, they're going to see cable. it. That's that uh, extension cord. Right. <laughs> so let's get into it. Yeah, um, man. So uh, we're going to touch up on a top couple topics today. Um, let's start off with this one I had from the other day. So uh, I, I uh, mentioned it to you the other day when we were at the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how I'm not... I don't know if anybody knows, but I'm not the biggest conspiracy theorist. Right? Yeah, this guy is far from it. So I'm more of the... Uh, you know, I have to see it 
to make it happen I'll, i mean I'll, I'll dive in i'll read a few things and stuff like that but i've never been like a huge conspiracy theorist no um that's because i guess that's the realist in me but uh i stumbled across one the other day that i thought was super interesting and mind you he's approaching me with this because i do believe in <laughs> conspiracy theories you know of, time all, to time. of all conspiracy theories i <laughs> dedicated a lot of time into this 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 thing i read so um <clears throat> it was on twitter mm -hmm. somebody named at casa underscore parra p-a-r-r-a -A. uh just posted a bunch of things and i was dedicated maybe like 10 15 minutes reading this thing so i'm mm. gonna fly through this thing quickly as possible and you can ask any questions as i'm going through it cool so it was from a i'm assuming is a young man named young dre young so dre. young dre's post okay so this guy starts off by screenshotting what looks like a google post and okay. it says so i'm in the office of the congress library website and came across this book written in 1893 okay it says look at the title and he circles the title it says baron trump's mm. next post this book is about a boy named baron trump who found a secret portal and time traveled dot mm. dot dot but that's not the crazy part hashtag wait for it mm. and then he posts a screenshot of him googling baron trump who was Baron Trump? The father of Donald Trump? The son of Donald Trump. Oh, I don't even know. But it gets crazier. Okay. He posts a side-by-side -side picture of this dude and Baron Trump, and they look nothing alike, but he <laughs> says, uh, take a look at that. <laughs> so in the book, Baron Trump had a mentor he looked up to named, guess what? Okay. Don. This Interesting. Shit gets giddy. <laughs> this shit gets even, uh, gets even better. Okay. All the shit in the book takes place in Russia interesting mm -hmm. so then he posts a picture of melania trump and her birthday and where she was born and stuff like that mm. completely irrelevant but then he goes on four years later in 1896 the same author writes a sequel to the book but he calls it the last president and this is when shit gets real mm. you guys hearing this bullshit <laughs> the book is about a very wealthy man who lived in new york on fifth avenue who ran for president but wasn't expected to win wait for it mm. he googles a picture of trump tower and it's located on fifth avenue in new york that's crazy bro i swear to god i cannot make this shit up in the book when he won it surprised everybody and people started rioting and protesting and after his inauguration he started signing executive orders mm. but there's more Remember, this book was written over 124 years ago. Mm. But anyways, after his inauguration, he started picking people for his cabinet. And guess who was one of the people? Want to take a guess? Um, I don't know, like, who's under his cabinet name by name? Uh, who's that? Uh, Just picture the, the, the stickers you see all over Bergen County. <laughs> oh, my God. I Trump I, and? I know, I know. Pence. Pence. Crazy. Secretary of Agriculture, Leif Pence. Oh, I think you meant it's somebody knew <clears throat> that he uh, picked up. No, it's Pence. Okay. And then he puts a picture of Mike Pence, blah, blah, blah. In 1943, one of the most famous inventors named Nikola Tesla died from a blood clot. Before his death, he claimed he had built a time machine and used it to travel back in time and in the future. Keep reading. After he died, the United States government took all of his inventions and notes the name of the office that seized all of his work was the Office of Alien Property. Hmm. After they looked through it, they passed it on to the FBI. Were they against Space Force? Keep reading. 
it probably created Space Force. This is crazy. So then he Googles the Office of Alien Property, which is apparently an office that actually exists in the government of the United States during World I'm War I. I'm just staring into this camera like... <laughs> just so you know, that's a real government office, but keep reading, it gets crazier. Jesus. Still with me? Yeah, I'm with you. All right. After they gave up on trying to figure this invention out, they hired an outside engineer who could understand the work of Nikola Tesla, and guess who this dude was? John G. Trump. Okay. John John Trump is Donald Trump's grandfather, but after studying the time machine notes and inventions of Nikola Tesla, he told the government he didn't find anything. Could he have lied to keep the invention to himself and out of the hands of the government? So what are we, are we reliving history because they're trying to change something? Keep reading. Fun fact, Donald Trump, mama name is, <laughs> I love how they, <laughs> the grammar. Fun fact, Donald Trump, mama name is Mary and his father middle name is Christ. And he was born on the night of the total lunar eclipse. I think that's completely irrelevant, but. That's mad crazy. So then he posts pictures of his parents, blah, blah, blah. Let's see what else is going on here. And that's pretty much it. So this whole conspiracy theory is about apparently how all these, all this is proof that Donald Trump is a uh, time, time traveler. Jesus. <laughs> so that's I my mean, conspiracy theory. My my conspiracy theories, <laughs> I feel like they stay somewhat realistic. What <laughs> you mean? You can't time travel? I mean, uh, time traveling and bending and universes and... You know, the thing is crazy, right? Because we know that in space, right, mm -hmm. you go out and the world spins at its, you know, speed and orbit. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times when you see those movies, it's kind of like you stay a certain age and you come down and everybody's old. Yeah. So if there's a sense of time traveling like that, you never know. Mm -hmm. We don't know much about what's really going on in mm -hmm. NASA. You have people like Tessa that looks like they can be, mm -hmm. he could be the next NASA in its own. So maybe he's going against, like, I always feel that there's big timers, big names uh -huh. that go against each other. And <laughs> if you want to get into conspiracy theories, I feel like right now, if we're talking about government shutdown, my conspiracy, <laughs> right, <laughs> is they're not, they're not building the wall against Mexicans. They're building the wall to keep us in when everything goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear about FEMA camps, I don't know if you heard about those where they're once the government shut down, people can't get food anymore and stuff like that. So you're going to have to go to these camps to get food mm -hmm. and everything is going to be run under a new world order. And in, in a sense, when you look at the economy of how everything is built, especially now, like TSA, it's not getting paid. Mm -hmm. You can have anybody come in. I think I don't even think that we would have a world war rather than a civil war within yeah. our own country because there's so much divide right now. Mm -hmm. And if you agree with me, I don't know. I believe that. But I feel like, you know, when you have so many different groups trying to uh, obtain power at this moment or respect and everybody's made to hate each other. So you got Republicans against Democrats. You have the human race, every subcategory, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, and now we have, L, uh, you know, gay, trans, anything like everybody is trying to get their respect, but everybody isn't getting along. And mm -hmm. I think that media, there is real media out there. And then there's the fake one that's separating us even more and more. 
And in this divide, it's going to be like, who's the strongest winner out of this all when everything goes to shit? You know what I'm saying? So for me, there could always be a new world order. And like, you know, everybody's like, we live in a democracy. We do up to a certain point. But even as a kid, right, when when you salute the flag, you say, and the republic, Mm -hmm. this is a republic. People forget that America is a republic. Mm -hmm. And you only we 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 basically hire somebody or we vote for somebody to make choices for us. Mm-hmm. So when everything goes to crap, who do we look into? I don't even, but that's the thing. It's built supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. This one person is making these choices, but at the end of the day, it's really not. It's like no. he's guided by a cabinet of people, yeah. right? Well, KRS once said, KRS once said, it's kind of like <clears throat> if you go to a manager of a Burger King and you complain about the fries, mm-hmm. That's what it, it's us like complaining to the president. There's always somebody behind him. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you want to get to the owner of Burger King, but you'll never get to the owner of Burger King to be like, take care of, of your fries. You're just talking to the manager. He only has so much power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the steps of government are the same way. You have us yelling, but it's kind of like, it's like bringing, you know, a sledgehammer to a gunfight. It's... <laughs> Hopefully you're good with the sledgehammer. <laughs> Hopefully your arms are really good. <laughs> you're like fucking Thor. <laughs> right. But um, I, I, I knew I shouldn't have done that because he no. goes off on a tangent. I know you're not really about conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, but like give what? me a good conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, and don't go off on a tangent. Just throw no, it I'm out not going to go off on a tangent. Uh, conspiracy theory. Um, 9-11 was a setup. I've been reading about that. Yeah. For years. Mm-hmm. I've been reading about that. Because you kind of get lost on YouTube and the the wormhole, they call it. Mm-hmm. So you get in uh, the wormhole of YouTube. I'm pretty pretty sure you could just type in conspiracy theory. But what's you'll... what's your main <coughs> what's your main response to that? It is what it is. It what is we, what it is. What are we gonna do? No, but if you had to like pick, was it was it outside? Was it actual terrorism or was it inside plan? I don't know, man. I, I, Pick a side. I can't put pat, I can't put anything past anybody. I know. Like one of my good conspiracy theories is that anything that the Kardashians do mm-hmm. or anything related to the Kardashians is a plot, like down to the having kids, mm-hmm. down to the uh, the the couples that they're with. Like anything that that family does to be is the richest or something like that is fake to me. Oh, Any, fake. Everything is fake. Everything's for news. Gotcha. Yeah. So it could be anything, but but they get the dollar at the end of the day. Yeah, it's all about money. That's crazy. Money. So I had a question for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to call this one. Maybe I'll do it often. I was just thinking about it. I want to call imperfect imperfections make you perfect. Hmm. And with this question is, what's something that's going in your life this week or last week that is like really bugging you, and like that. Like, it's kind of personal, but you want to let somebody know that you're going through this, even though people perceive maybe the podcast or what we do to be, like, perfect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, imperfection, imperfections make you perfect. What is your situation? Okay. I don't know if this, this kind of answers your question, but I've been meaning to address this common misconception mm-hmm. that I don't do anything in the group. <laughs> oh shit (laughs) so you know you being the 
creative mind, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of are in the forefront most of the time, right? First of all, you, whoever popped this nonsense, I've heard it from multiple people actually. Really? Yeah, they they talk about um, living in your shadows or Damn. you know stupid shit like that. But okay. you know you you're you're the the. I guess the face of the creative side. Okay. Which I kind of understand, but at the end of the day, yeah. This is a two-man group. Yes. We're both responsible for different things. 100%. We both bounce off each other. So So when you guys like, when you guys see these podcasts, when you guys um get the final product, that's this man. You know, um while I'm taking care of like other clients or stuff like that, this is Jay's This whole podcast is Jay's personal project. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let it be known. The reason why you see this and this extension of the group is, you know, Jay. He he decided to take this job mm-hmm. on top of the many jobs he has. So, yeah, man, that's another thing. It's like all the other jobs that I have and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, we don't make money off of this. No, like we'll make chump change here Not and there. Yet. <laughs> we Not make chump yet. Change. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, obviously, to yeah, yeah. quit everything else and just solely focus on this but it's so difficult to focus on mainly this when you have all this other stuff going on right true true. so i have multiple jobs that i have to literally from the moment i wake up to the moment i fall asleep three or four o'clock in the morning i'm doing something true so you know it's just you know a little something i wanted to put out there you know and on on top of all the personal stuff and the family stuff and all the emotional stuff like 2019 has been kicking my ass so far and we're only what 20 days in 2019 has been already a roller coaster i never wanted to ride because i hate (laughs) roller coasters i love roller coasters but i don't like this one (laughs) this one oh my god you know how i read see he knows how i really react like he took Mm -hmm. first time i've ever gone to six flags on my mother's name was with jay mm-hmm. and i looked at every ride like are you guys fucking nuts like why are you doing this you <laughs> i was trying to get you to uh like what is it stand up to your fears or yeah, something yeah. to try to get you but i'm looking i'm looking at it like do you enjoy shitting yourself like do you enjoy this thrill of knowing that you could die and like I mean, most of the people i feel like i like oh no i'm not even gonna say that i'll start trouble but I'm just, just like, do I don't trust. Do like, <laughs> I'm looking at most of the people at Six Flags. And I'm like, yo, I know a screw is loose somewhere on this, this roller coaster. And this See, shit's going to come apart. That's where the anxiety kicks in. Of course, oh, yeah. you're going to think that this is a fucking final destination. Dude, my situation. anxiety is a ride in itself. I don't even have to pay for that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, get rid of that I'm shit. like, ah, here's the thrill. I'm fucking feeling crazy right now. Let me just get in my car. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's different for people. People react probably to adrenaline rushes and stuff like that. So I get it. And how, we, how do we get into that oh we were talking about like you know the imperfect ah, imperfections imperfections yes so um i'm trying to think of something else imperfections 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 it's like what's the nitty-gritty behind the scene where everybody's like oh my god jay's like living his dream where it's like (laughs) you don't realize fucking nightmare right now (laughs) yeah like i don't know like that's so yeah so I guess that's the main thing because I I feel like we do so much shit that everybody thinks that this is our main like focus, like our main bread and butter, Mm -hmm. which I would love for it to have been. And we could like dedicate way more time to this. The more support (laughs) that you guys give us, the more we can live off this. People don't realize it's not that some industry head is going to find us maybe, but like most of the time it's like the public support Mm -hmm. puts cash in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And it's basically because if you tune in if there's a number 
a great number of you guys that are actually following us like real statistical like numbers mm -hmm. where somebody at a label can see that 17,000 people follow you on the podcast that's how you generate money it's the views from the public it's not somebody else that's an investor in us or because we get signed that that's the that's how we get this money you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so basically if you guys support us we can reach the next level and i think that's super important for everybody to know mm -hmm. because if we don't have that we will continue as artists as creators to struggle this is for mm -hmm. any of your friends you know what I'm saying? So the way you guys and go out and buy Cardi B's project is because she has a fan base that's going to support her. And if the bigger people in the industry see these numbers, they're going to see dollar signs. And that's how everything starts going. So that's why I think a lot of people are gravitating towards, you know, popularity and stuff mm -hmm. like that or Insta famous, because mm -hmm. once you ride that train, it's kind of like you connect with the money train. So, yeah, I mean, th that goes on to the conversation that we had a couple episodes ago with the validation and the numbers and how nobody really cares about talent these days because it's like everybody just wants to be famous these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are we have some questions or are you no. getting the same things that I'm saying? Yeah, it was just Santi saying that you Santi know, you're said taller than me, so it's, you it's can natural be in my that shadows. I can be in your shadows. Damn, <laughs> but I'm bigger than you. Santi, like, I'm wider. I'm naturally wider than you, so. Yeah, he is. If I was in your shadows, you could still see me behind. What you, you guys know? don't know, as as a friend of Jay, it's kind of hard for me to to shop for him because he's got these brolic ass shoulders. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like you put something on him, he's like Hulk smash, and you're just like, oh man, I knew that wasn't the right size. It's a gift and a curse, bro. <laughs> gift and a curse. Sometimes I look like SpongeBob, and other times I look like Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe both spongebob legs with 50 cent like upper body 50 bob 50 bob 50 bob square pants yo nobody wants it with 50 bob square pants <laughs> no, i seen man. this guy kill three men with his bare hands yeah. so um you know i guess that's 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 like the behind the scenes stuff because it's like nobody really sees the and we're trying to do a little better at it as far as like posting the stuff that we go through rather than just the you know just the end product because on, on instagram yeah. a lot of people post the end product they don't post the struggles that go along the way there you yeah. know what i'm saying so it, we all live in this generation of uh it was fake it till you make it it was like a lot of uh smoking mirrors and we played that game for a while we were all about that we're not even gonna lie we were like yo the more that they think that we're on top the better but now it's like okay let me I mean, it gets pretty deep. Like, not, I don't want to say people are checking your bank account, but people want to know, like, really what's your worth? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. what's your personality without the popularity, without the um, without the big numbers and stuff like that? Like, who are you at the end of the day? So I think yeah. that's uh, that's what's important. You mean, so um, let me see. I guess we could go on to the next topic. So how are we uh, looking on times? All right, I think. So we got doo -doo 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 -doo, five minutes left on the camera. Nice, nice. So I guess we could jump into um, this topic that you pointed out the last time we recorded an episode, episode four, towards the end. Mm -hmm. uh, something that I said that you wanted me to uh, emphasize on. Um, so I wanted to hear on your end because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we we a good thing that I like about this podcast is the the fact that we are 
two similar people mm-hmm. grown uh you know we've been raised very similarly did you leave the chat no i'm still here oh oh it looks like i did but um i sent it again so two very similar people mm-hmm. raised with very similar i guess values yeah but we're very different yeah so i wanted to hear about something that you learned at a young age that you grew up to find out that it was wrong okay. and you had to unlearn gotcha um i know that i mean um instinctively i knew that you know my parents like growing up like you know they got divorced when i was eight so um at one point it got physical and i know that was bad but i know i always knew that instinctively you know what i'm saying like i was always like between both of them yeah between both of them like i knew it was a bad thing but i think one thing that i've learned in my adult life is and i know that um you know something in my family is like sometimes you can spend over your means Hmm. and just to just to do it but then it's like sometimes you're struggling you know what i'm saying like sometimes people put something on a credit card or you know just to live in the moment and this and that and then i learned that you know at the end of the day that really puts you in a in a corner Mm -hmm. so it's like it's okay once in a while but if you go overboard you know um you can get in trouble with that stuff and Mm -hmm. i think that that's something uh recently in my personal life and just from observation um over these years it's kind of like don't don't really do it if you can't Mm. if you can you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so that that's something that i think um if i had an earlier insider real um a reality check on Mm -hmm. it's not something i personally would have done myself okay i got another question actually Mm -hmm. to bounce off of that I've always wanted to ask you this question, but I wanted to find the right time. Okay. Have you ever experienced white privilege where it benefited you? Okay. Which may probably not have benefited somebody else. Gotcha. Um, White privilege. No, no, I'm definitely trying to think about it. It's funny enough because I've always been in situations where... I, since I'm the only white guy, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been treated equally. You know what I'm saying? Like where, so like you belong to whoever you're. Yeah, I belong. To. Who like again? Like I have a whole lot of friends like of color, and mm-hmm. it's like one of those situations where like, if we both get pulled over, if we Dominican. both get pulled over, yeah. Like I remember, <laughs> I got too. yeah, I got pulled, I got pulled over in Newark one time in a car, and again, I was the only white guy, and mm-hmm. they patted me down and put me on the back of the car like anybody else. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I had like a, I was coming from Bottle King, I was working there at that time. You probably had a double XLT. Yeah, I had a double XLT. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't even that. I had a switchblade in my pocket, uh, and they thought like you know, wah, wah. you know, <laughs> we were up to no good. Um. But I'm really trying to think of a situation like there there probably, you know, is one. I don't know if maybe I recognized it as that or I realized mm-hmm. it. But um Wanna hold on You know that? what it is? Wanna come back to it? Or? White privilege almost comes in the form I know in hip hop and it's weird. 
it's like sometimes if you are dope or if you're too dope i don't know like i still feel like people say that there isn't this racism in hip-hop or this prejudice but it's always like oh for a long time it was like oh you a white boy that can rap you're a white boy that can produce you got flavor and it's like it's a compliment but it's like at the same time it's like because i'm white and i do it i feel like they're already judging you they're already judging me or they're in a sense they're giving me an upper hand just because i'm white and i'm Mm -hmm. dope at producing hip-hop music or spitting hip-hop music so it's like where somebody might be equally as dope as me or better than me in hip-hop if their skin color is like whatever like i feel like people will push you because you're you're just white you know what i'm saying it's something like that where i could almost sense that white privilege I guess. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's a double-edged sword. It either doesn't work to my advantage because I have this hardcore hip-hop guys that are like, it's, yeah. it's made by us. It can only really be owned by us. And you Ver- don't sound like I'm in them either. That's so. what I'm saying. So it's <laughs> like, for me, it's kind of like one of those situations where I felt both sides of it, where it's like, oh, you're white. Let's push you up a little bit more because mm-hmm. it's easier to present versus mm-hmm. where I'm like, all right, what about dude over here? He's pretty dope too. Yeah, so that was that was really um, something where I felt mm-hmm. it. But I, I have to say, like, I've always, you know, um, we've had a situation where Jay and I were basically, um, we work on a film with a, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He, we work on a film with a director friend of ours, and he was gorilla shooting it, not Ex, knowing. Ex-friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, not knowing that he, uh. He really didn't have a permit or he anything didn't get a like permit, that. Didn't let anybody know we were doing this. Yeah. So Jay and I ended up in a situation where from the left corner of our eyes, it was like already too late. Like we had cops running down the hill. Like somebody called the cops on us. It was basically at the end of the day, it was like disturbing the peace. And there was cops. They bought guns out. Like it could have been worse than it was, especially <laughs> what people are dealing with nowadays. Mm hmm. Um, it was like right around that time too when things started getting crazy on yeah. the internet but i know like as a white guy like i'm looking across jay's getting treated the same way i'm getting treated the same way we're all mm-hmm. on the ground we got like a knee in our back the cops mm-hmm. were like about to cuff us so yeah it's one of those situations then we had to go to court and we spent a <sighs> lot of money to defend some stupid shit yeah exactly so, some idiot didn't like cross his t's and dot his, his eyes, eyes. So. and then we ended up having to sign the check you know what i'm saying so it's fucking stupid and we were doing it for free yeah. too so a lot Just of those situations strike. when you ask me that question mm-hmm. i feel like if i've been in the dirt i've been in it equally as anybody else it's like guilty of association that. i can see that yeah. they asked me during high school stupid they're like <laughs> i went up to um like the what what did they call them t um not like men, not mentors, teachers, uh, substitutes. No, somebody gives you insight of where to go to college and stuff like that. Oh, counselor. Yeah, like counselors, right? <laughs> it's been Ca- that long, you haven't been to school. Oh my god, <laughs> I sound like you know, uneducated for that one. But so it was like a counselor, and I went upstairs, and they had this thing where I was getting really good grades, but I was associated that I was part of a gang during high school. Hmm. And they sent letters out to like the whole school saying, watch mm-hmm. out for these kids and all that. Because some other idiot gang, gang. put my name on a desk. And he's like, everybody's going to die or something. <laughs> with your name on with it? With my name on it. <laughs> oh, shit. And like they, Signed Richard people Cullen. didn't even know. Like up. they called us <laughs> death row. It's just because the, uh, the kid in my group, he mm-hmm. looked like Snoop Dogg. And like he kept saying, yo, we death row. And I'm like, oh, I God. was like, bro, stop. Because you know, these people don't understand <laughs> that shit. So I remember I went up and the counselor... Or the guidance counselor, that's what the guidance Mm -hmm. counselor 
they're like uh richard copier i'm like yes they're like can we ask you a question i'm like what they're like, are you part of the Latin Kings? Oh my God! I swear that to you. That reminds me of a situation. And mind you, it was the time where like you wear um like the big jerseys. So I was uh, wearing like a Lakers jersey or whatever. I'm like, come on! I'm like, you, you got caught with a Lakers jersey. I, I even had to go like, did you see this? Like, I'm not Cuban. <laughs> you could be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that fu- that's funny because I I went through a similar situation too in high school. Like, I've never got in trouble in high school. Like, I barely got detention. Yeah. And you know, there was a situation where I don't know how the hell it happened, but I got pulled out of art class. My mm. favorite freaking class. I got pulled out of art class. They went through my shit and they found my drawings and my doodles and stuff. Because in high school, I used to doodle and draw and, you know, I used to do like bubble letters and stuff like that. I was actually pretty good. I still kept a lot of my stuff. Mm. And um, I found out later on that the one of the vice principals was like an ex-fbi agent or something like Jesus. that so he was like one of those has-beens i'm that... just hearing the x-files music in my head like <laughs> mr suarez can we ask you a question <laughs> so he brings me into his office he's like one of those you know meatheads that thinks mm. he's you know over using his power or whatever so we had a principal like that too fucking power trip so yeah. he pulls it all my stuff out of my bag mind you looked very incriminating mm. <laughs> i used to draw like because what i used to do is right before i would go to sleep i would you know get one of my because i used to have a lot of cds which i still do mm-hmm. and i would like get something from the album art that i liked and i would either draw the person or i would draw maybe the letters that are on the on the on the cover or whatever mm. so one of them in particular i remember i wrote killer cam from cameron right wow shout out to cam last episode check it out killer <laughs> and uh i did it even more i put like red like slime coming down oh, from it looking wow. like blood yeah. or whatever so and then on top of that it didn't help that i was wearing a sacramento kings jersey Jeez. mind you i'm a sacramento kings fan so this guy goes oh i know how you guys roll and i'm like dude what the hell are you talking about mind you he, he just I pulled know me, how you guys he just roll. pulled me into the office Yo. didn't no contact no nothing he just pulls my shit starts going through my stuff i know how you guys roll who do you roll with and i'm like what are you talking about so this guy accused me of being a latin king and i'm like my g latin kings roll with yellow do you guys believe this yellow i was wearing a black jersey he goes oh i know how you guys are you guys switch up the colors and i'm like yeah you clearly don't know anything so that's weird I, that we've <clears throat> both had like similar mm-hmm. so then i find out that i think the teachers had gone through like a gang training or whatever oh just to identify God. the little things that the gang members wear and say and all this stuff to you know red flag them Jesus. and uh i fought that shit I got suspended. You have, day, but I fought that you shit. have to because I remember also I was suspended for mm-hmm. a day or something, and my mom was like, she had like the thing is I was called into the office one day. Principal was right there, right, and the thing is at that time we had a corny thing where it was West Coast East Coast connect, right. <laughs> so, so we would do that, right, and it would just make it look like more gang gang. You know what I'm saying? So, so I had this principal, right. <laughs> I'm talking about meathead, but nerdy at the same time. And he said, uh, it's probably the same fucking principle. <laughs> yeah. He like said my mom, first of all, you know, when moms be giving you the eyes, like, right. She was giving me those and I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. But like, it was one of those situations where he's like, um, okay, we're going to get this straight here. He's like, 
<laughs> he's talking like that. He's like, does this look familiar? <laughs> so I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yo, you got to go to the YouTube to check and that in my head, I wanted to die. But I looked over to my mom, like, and she knows when, like, up please to this me. day, she knows when I'm, like, about to die laughing. I was about to say, please tell me you laughed. <laughs> I was laughing, but, like, in a sense, be because I, would, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was, like, something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I was, like, listen, let me explain this to you, exactly what you just did. Because mm-hmm. he felt, he felt really... I don't know. I felt like he felt powerful doing it. He was like, this is the first time I'm going to be gangster. <laughs> Throwing gangsters. Yeah, and I was just like, yo. <laughs> but I mean, like, again, we fought it myself. Uh-huh. Like, my mom was just like, listen, if this, there's no way he does this stuff. You know, I'm like, he's a straight A student. Like, he's mm-hmm. at home making music, you know. And with some of these other kids that were really about it. But it's just like, you get really part, you're like guilty of association. And I think mm-hmm. it's just like. I don't know. It's like anything else in life. You always got to protect your name, but funny situations like that happen. So, see, that's what I like about this podcast. I learned we learned more shit about each other. Like we've known each other for how long now? <laughs> Yo, more than like is it like a thirteen years? Thirteen years. And I've never heard that story. Yeah, I've heard no. the gang sign story, but yeah, I never yeah. thought you were accused of being a lame. No, they, they were. Funny. They were. If I could record <laughs> these moments, it'd be classic. It really be classic, and other Teacher people can vouch for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is not just. I believe you. I believe it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so um, I got another topic that okay. randomly popped into my head yesterday because I was thinking about the weekend. And um, what is your favorite drunk story? Oh, my God. It could either be a personal experience Yo. or something. I would rather it be a personal experience. Yeah, yeah. No, this and... is a personal experience. <laughs> um, I'm going to put two together real quick. All right. Set the scene. So I just turned 21. Okay, I just turned 21 and I had basically like I was going in and out of college. I just learned my trade. I was into audio engineering. Right. So if you remember Dash, Mm -hmm. King Nas father, if you guys know King Nas, if you guys follow King Nas, he's like a young speaker. His father, we met him a long time ago and he introduced us to like a lot of studios. So. There was this one kid, right? He was like this Jewish kid that was like, he was already young too, but he was burnt. Like mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne burnt, right? <laughs> That's crazy burnt right there. Yo, he's crazy burnt. <laughs> and like at that time, it was the former Booga Basement. And mm-hmm. if you guys know, you're from Jersey, Booga Basement is basically where, where the Fuji's Fuji right? recorded and stuff. So I was mad amped. And he had his little situation there. I guess he was running as a PR or like some type of guy running for the business. So he's like, we're going to go out this weekend. He's like, I'm picking you up. Right. And he's trying to give me the details. He's like, we're going to go. We're going to go to my brother's house where your slutty is dressed. Right. He was like, he's like, you're like, we're going to do it big. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh Oh, He's like, I have three Brazilians coming up. Oh, my God. He's like, we're going to my brother's house. Mind you, does he sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't know. His <laughs> voice was like cracked, like, like it was crazy. So, so basically, he picks me up, right? And he's from your waist or from your arms? No, he picks me up. Like he comes. He's got, mind you, he's got like a, like a purple Plymouth. What's what's those? What's the ones that look like a hot rod car? Don't ask me. I don't know. It was crazy, but it like for that time it was crazy, but it also looked kind of weird. 
so he picked me up and he was burnt all over his face i said what the hell happened to you he's like he's like i over tanned in the booth <laughs> and i was like jesus wait a tanning booth yeah wait who's this i'm not gonna mention names is he white or black he's white oh okay so he picked i'm thinking about somebody else i'm like wait no no no, way no too dark to no, no. Sun rays. so this guy was like peeling he's like i don't know if i can look swaggy tonight and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, you definitely can't. Like, it looks like you're dying. They were using swaggy back then. I don't even know what he would say, but he was just, it was like crazy. So he's like, yo, try to like, try to help me out. And I'm like, I don't know if I can. Try to help you out. <laughs> Here's this bag. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So basically you get in the car. And if you guys are familiar with Jersey, we were driving down 280 to get onto the Garden State Parkway South. I think we were going closer to like AC area. Right. So even then, we almost get in a car accident. But, like, he swerves it, like, I got this, bro. And I'm like, what are you on? And I could have swore it was, like, he was on some Molly of that time, right? <laughs> like Snoop Dogg. You're like, I got this, <laughs> I got bro. this bro. And I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> so we get down to his brothers. And his brother seems a little more decent than him. But he doesn't speak much. So he's like, he's like, you ready to get twisted? And I'm like... I'm like, I guess. Kill these terms. He's like, here's some tequila. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, man. So I take one shot of tequila for me. Like, I was still like, I was drinking because it was kind of college, but I still like somewhat of a lightweight. So it hits me. I'm feeling nice. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? After a while. He's like, we're going to go meet the girls from Brazil. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just mad. So there's like laughing. three girls. Sounds like Stone Cold. The Steve first laughing. girl is like, incredibly gorgeous like she looks like victoria's secret model status right second girl she's mid-tier she's like she's got the body mid-tier the face is like you know it's all right you know you could be like you cute uh-huh third one you is cute. like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and you're just like oh my god no it's a <laughs> i don't know i can't even do that well that was actually pretty good but uh yeah she was just like oh man like she wasn't all that mm -hmm. and it was just like basically i definitely since i was the new guy they're like yeah number three is for you and i'm like ah oh, thanks <laughs> contestant number three yeah so we went to the sushi bar and the, mind you like the chick wasn't like all that looking but she was the kindest one because mm -hmm. the other ones were like full of themselves like i know brazilian women like they're beautiful they're gorgeous i don't think a lot are stuck up but like these ones were stuck up right yeah so it's basically she was really nice he's like he's like i'm buying out the bar so get whatever you want and then i was like wow he's like i told you we're just getting started and i said what we just getting what started time is this, now? this is like 9 30 at night we'd Jesus. even hit we'd even hit the club that we're supposed to go to it's yeah. a beautiful summer night mind you so this mm -hmm. is what's gonna be the dead all to this right mm -hmm. this this story goes wild mm -hmm. i'm sorry if i'm taking a little bit but i want to set up the you gotta land the plane kid yeah, land gotta the land plane. The plane. all right so <laughs> check it out so we start doing even more tequila shots right mm -hmm. and we're eating sushi so it's like it's like a mixture like we mm -hmm. twisted but like we still got still food good. in our stomach right? right everybody's starting to get a little more flirtatious so this guy i'm gonna call him m, m. his name starts with m so m's Do like i know him he's like you guys ready Do and I he know him? Yeah, you you know him from. I'll, I'll remind you after the podcast, All right? right? Cool. <laughs> so like, he has his like button shirt open. He, he like you guys can imagine like a very. He looks like Pauly D after the music. Okay, 
So crackhead Pauly D. Yeah, crackhead Pauly D. <laughs> so crackhead Pauly D is like, yo, we're gonna go to the club. Let's do it. And he's like, he's like, you're my man, Rich. And I'm like, yeah, man, I love you too. Like, I don't know what's happening tonight. Now he sounds like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like as it gets more drunk, he, turns, he gets turns into, into like different wrestlers. Different wrestler. <laughs> Soon he'll be gold dust. He'll be like, yes. No, I'm waiting for Macho Man. And macho. Man. <laughs> so so basically, now I'm gonna land the plane, right? We go to this club. This shit is lit. This is the first time I went to like a real exclusive club. Mind you, we went like the head director, like the owner of the club comes into the elevator with us. It's this reflective revel- uh, elevator, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you drinking tonight? He's like, um, we'll do two Grey Goose, one Hennessy and uh, three, um, three tequilas. He was all about tequila, right? Let me guess the Hennessy was you. Nah, it wasn't me. I didn't even <laughs> order anything. He's like, okay. He's like, uh, that'll be four thousand six hundred dollars of what you. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, what? You ordered the bottles or shots? He ordered bottles, but oh. it was exclusive. So the thing is, we shots. keep going up. I don't know what what bar or what club this was. This was still in Jersey. This is still in Jersey, but it was okay. a beautiful night. It felt like Miami, right? Mm-hmm. So basically. No, nowhere in jersey feels like my no 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 but it <laughs> had i'm telling you it had this vibe it, it's hard to explain like the uh-huh. doors open right and all here's like and you're like oh man this looks crazy mm-hmm. right so there's all like there's the club to our left and, and we're walking past it and then there's these velvet ropes mm-hmm. and then it's like an outside deck and it goes for like it seems like a half a mile and each one has water beds and the water beds got like 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 all this very seductive like like candles around it and stuff and there's two girls to each one of these water beds and we're mind you with we're already with the three brazilian girls i'm only 21 mm-hmm. his brother's and with us with number three i'm with number three but number two <laughs> but number one and two are starting to think the kid is kind of cute you know what i'm okay. saying because so number three because jealous. because em and his brother well, you got Two Face and his brother. And yeah, Stone they, Cold Steve. <laughs> they just, you got Two Face. They getting a little Steve too Austin. crazy, you know what I'm saying? So I'm still holding my own. I got that European swag, right? Uh-huh. So, um, basically, this is the whole catch. You have water beds, but the girls make your drinks and give you massages as you're chilling. What, dude? I'm not even lying. Does this place still exists. I, I hope so. It's it's that's. I'm trying to think of the name, right? So you gotta hit up M, whoever this M is. So M, he's like again throughout the whole night. Rich, you're our man, <laughs> right? Because he knows, like deep down inside, <laughs> I'm probably gonna make him a millionaire by producing a record for the for the studio we work for, right? Peter so he's like he's like rich is gonna chug and i'm like really <laughs> i'm like oh no I like how he introduces everything like literally like a ring announcer yeah yeah so basically with <laughs> he i'm like okay so basically i take the thing of gray goose and they're like one take it to the head take it to the two <laughs> three oh you're like one of those dummies four and i i went seven <laughs> seconds Ugh. seven seconds alcohol rubbing after that it's like everything and i'm like where am i so one i don't know if the girl that's touching me is the girl that we came with i don't know at that point i I didn't (laughs) i didn't care i had to find the bathroom and then i couldn't really walk like that i was Mm -hmm. i was getting drunk like Mm -hmm. thank god i wasn't really control the situation where i was driving or something Mm -hmm. 
So this one girl comes out of nowhere. She's like, I got glaucoma in my eye. Oh, and I said, what? She's random. like, help me. And then she starts crying. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so it starts becoming like a crazy ass like dream now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to get out of this club. And then I black out. And then I black out and I come out and we're on a lawn. And then I look to the side. He's like, you're my man, Rich. <laughs> oh, sh and I said, what? Did we have sex? No. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And uh -huh. he was he was like, he's like, I don't know. My brother took the car with the other girls, but he has coke in the car. Oh, shit. And I said, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, thankfully he dropped us off back home. Wait, this is the same night? Or same, the following same night. Day? Oh, my God. And I said, what? <laughs> And, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I think my brother's going to get in trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, where are we? He's like, we're in front of the house. I'm like, how did we get here? He's like, I don't know. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, it's the first time I'm ever really blacking out hard. Mm -hmm. So he gets up. I get up and I'm like, yo, I have to pee. Like, I don't care where we're at. He's like, just pee on my fence. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fine. So I like, I unzip my pants and I look and I'm like, as I'm peeing, He's peeing right next to me, and I'm like, bro, give me a little space. He's like, what? And he <laughs> turns and he pees on my leg. Oh my god. This so he's as mess. he's peeing on my leg, this fucking M, I push him as he's peeing. He's like, what was that for? He's really tumbling, right? And I'm <laughs> Sprinkling like sprinkling everywhere. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, shit's out. Like, mm -hmm. but you don't really care at that point. You're drunk. Like, you don't care who's watching. You're mm -hmm. probably not even gonna remember most of this. So this guy takes his own credit card and busts into his own brother's house oh because we don't have the key, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. So we get into the house, and basically this is how this crazy night like ends, where I never smoked before. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm really drunk. I just kept throwing up all over his apartment, all this crazy shit. He's like, you're going to have to smoke weed. <laughs> you're going to have to smoke weed. So between Terrible being drunk idea. and smoking weed, my anxiety is skyrocketing. I don't know where I am. I don't know the address. I don't know how or why I went so far with this the just worst. to impress some like music company folks. Because uh -huh. I was young, you know, you're uh -huh. like, I just want to get in, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, my brother got caught by the cops. He's with all the chicks. So they got they got I thought I knew who we were talking about, but yeah, no, they got they got caught with like bags of cocaine. Well, I didn't know good about. Good thing he dropped you off. He starts going upstairs and he's like, I gotta hide the ecstasy. <laughs> this guy has bags of ecstasy oh all God. over the house. I pass out in this house, right? Mm -hmm. He's passed out in the morning. I'm like somewhat sober. I hit up our my best friend, G. <clears throat> G, I hit up G <clears throat> and I'm like, bro, I don't know where the fuck I am. You just need to find me and pick me up. He's like, because we didn't have GPS back then. Mm -mm. We had Yahoo. Yeah, like MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, so I, I find the title of the beach that we're next to. Uh, I go nice. off of that. He he Google Maps it or Yahoo Maps. MapQuest probably. And that was it. And then he found me, but that was my night. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy intricate story. I was going to, I could probably bang out like two or three. Yeah, I know. Before then. <laughs> I want to hear yours too. I, I know that was long, but I yeah, felt I was, like it was epic. Yeah, I was, trying, like, I was trying to figure out who the hell it was, and then I thought I knew who it was, but the one I had in mind is not white. Gotcha. But um, how are we on time? We uh, I know I took a while on that one. You took like fifteen minutes for that damn story. Yeah, <laughs> but I felt it was so, worth it. So I'll tell I'll tell my story real quick. So there's two that I can think of. Um, one. 
was a very a, a feat that I accomplished that I was very proud of. Mm. The other one, very hazy, not so proud of, mm. but very uh, entertaining nonetheless. Okay. So the first one, I was at, in Hoboken because mm. I frequented Hoboken in my younger days. So, you know, you, you get kind of lost in the night or whatever, just getting a couple drinks and stuff. And when you're younger, you're like mixing shit, right? Yeah. So at one point, uh, my friends were really adamant about drinking jameson oh i fucking hated jameson and for some reason they always bring up the jameson right when you're barely you know taking things down jameson never got anybody to a good place <laughs> yeah exactly so but this is the one i was actually pretty you know impressed by so okay so i'm drunk and at this point they give me the shot of of jameson right mm. this is one of two occasions where i've done this before <laughs> well maybe three where they'll give me the shot i don't want to look like some bitch so i put it in my mouth and spit it right back out and splash it on the floor <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah because i knew if i took how do you that, do that but how do you do that like one swift motion slick really one swift motion shoop, shoop, check it out so it's a dark place right okay and for anybody on youtube this is a little thing that you could do if you don't want to take any drinks and don't want to look like a Who bitch. said my man's ain't smart? <laughs> so you take the shot, right? Yeah. You do the little cheers thing that all the corner people do. So you go, hey, yeah, shots for everybody. One, wow. spit it back out and drop it on the floor. Wow. And then place it right on the thing. So anyway, I say that to say this. So I was already drunk. I couldn't take that shit down. And I knew if I took that, I would have gone overboard. Yeah, yeah. But I really had to pee right mm. so i'm stumbling into the bathroom you have to walk through this dark ass place is one republican uh hobo yeah, yeah so yeah. it's dark and all you see is like red lights that is like the darkest <clears> place <throat> super fucking dark yeah, yeah all you really see is like mad people and red that's no. all it is is dark with red lights so I'm it's like if you died in counter-strike but you still <laughs> like still kept alive and you're like this is like, all you see like gta yeah, yeah. it's like where's dude but because <laughs> i was anyway i was stumbling to the bathroom right and I really got to go. So I had to wait a couple guys to use the bathroom, whatever. So yeah. usually I would use the urinal. One, two, three, I'm out. But this time I had to use the um, the actual toilet mm. stall. And glad I did because <laughs> I closed the stall behind me. And I was in the middle of peeing, right? And it started coming up. Oh. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to let it loose. Damn. So I let it loose. As I'm peeing. Oof. I'm peeing out of my mouth, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, picture that. So, taking a piss, I literally smacked my hand up against the wall, and Ooh. I was like, "Okay, let's do this." So, I'm throwing up, peeing. I love that holding somewhere myself in your up. subconscious, you're aware of everything that's yeah. going on. You're like, "Let's do that's this." That's the crazy thing, because you're like losing your bowels. You're I losing. Got, I got every fu every fucking drop of bodily fluid that came oh out my of my body into that fucking toilet and mind you i know <clears throat> this is true because jay's 21st birthday mm -hmm. it was the most elegant vomiting <laughs> i've ever seen i know you brought this up right he, he was with his girlfriend at the time <laughs> he he pulls down the window he was having normal conversation i don't even think he was, was at an that, ac right yeah, yeah. yeah i don't even think uh, he was at that level and he's like <laughs> looks out the window he's like, uh, 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 right and it was just like nothing it's like he dabbed his face like with a little bird. he's like uh, it's like a little bird feeding his didn't dick. hit the car <laughs> nothing like, and then he talks he's like hey it's the wind's up i'm kind of drunk i'm <laughs> like what that brings me to the complete opposite <laughs> another story i could tell you same spot hobogan first time i ever blacked out right oh my god somebody picks me up i forget who the hell it was but they picked me up in somebody's van minivan right oh, i'm no. blacked out this is the first time i ever black out. i don't know what the fuck is going on i just remember and putting my head out the window because it made me feel better jesus so apparently looking like joke i go back the next day it was my cousin's house so i go back 
I bear, that's the, the the image I had in my head. The Joker just right. sticking my head out the window. But replay it back in my head. I stuck my head out the window to throw up. Oh so I'm in the middle of Route 3 coming from Hoboken. Whoa. Stick my head out the window, projectile vomit, and the wind carried everything and smeared it on the side of the oh. van. <laughs> I was going to say, if somebody had their window open, Yo, done, thank Steve. God, no, because it was a minivan, so the, the middle windows don't open. And uh, I think I ended up paying for like a Jesus. car wash for that car. But um, Do you remember my 21st birthday? I didn't make it that day, I think. <sighs> but I did hear about it literally the line of the night was somebody said parlay you look like spaghetti and i'm like <laughs> I, I don't look like spaghetti i'm noodles <laughs> mind you i, I think you my... were like wine drunk too from what i heard yeah no i got i got drunk on sake sake and literally i marked my territory all over new york yeah <laughs> with I th- your mouth people told me i threw up in the subway nice i threw up on buildings nice even somebody like there was a homeless man mm-hmm that was like paralyzed he was in a wheelchair you threw up on him he, no well he he was like this, he's like this guy lost his mother that day he had a thing of vodka with himself and he's like that guy looks like he's having it worse than me <laughs> right i was like jesus like subconsciously i heard that too out of mm-hmm. in it uh blackouts so he puts the vodka under my nose my uh, other friend's putting ice down my back to like wake me up it. yeah and then i'm vomiting in this huge like pail in a fucking uh, uh poor authority that was the worst it was like disgusting not not proud drunk stories are funny so that that brings me to my last drunk story okay and um hold on let me just set my timer hope you guys have been uh enjoying this podcast this is a this is like taking a trip down memory lane for both of us yeah no this is definitely good (laughs) so my last drunk story i don't think i ever told you this but i've told a couple people this story where um another incident where i like blacked i've only blacked out maybe three times in my life okay because i don't like the feeling i don't like not knowing what happened i don't Mm. i like having a good time but i don't like remember not remembering it right gotcha so this particular night it wasn't like a full blackout it was more like a gray night (laughs) where you like remember spots of the night so this one probably same fucking spot fucking hoboken and i get dropped off by somebody i don't know who it was somebody dropped me off in front of my house mm. um might have been amy hmm. might have been well anyway point of the story is i got dropped off in front of my house <clears throat> and i don't remember anything after that mm. i just remember stumbling into my house going into the bathroom washing my face and i woke up on the base in the basement couch so when I wake up, right, mm. I had, at the time I had a Blackberry, I believe. I think it was a Blackberry. That's a some kind of No, it was an Android of Android. some kind because it pops out the back. And I was the battery Black, Blackberry times was. No, that was way back then. But um, I had one of the first Samsung Androids or whatever. So I wake up with the phone in my left pocket, right? Okay. Completely intact. Mm. And the battery of the phone in my right pocket. How the fuck that happened? I have no fucking idea. My God. So then <clears throat> I was still younger. So my dad comes down. Mind you, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon at this time where I'm like coming to. Mm. Right. And my dad comes down. He goes, have you ever seen me drunk ever in your life? And I'm like, uh, no. 
he goes i never ever want to see you like that ever again oh my god <laughs> my i didn't ask any fucking questions nothing so to this day i don't remember what happened so i'm assuming he found me maybe in the bathroom and like walked me downstairs or something Jesus. probably saw me throwing up everywhere but i was the, the point of the story was that i was very accomplished and still f- confused as to how my phone was in this pocket and the batteries were in it's funny enough that, that- I guess we were probably around the same age because my father, he was in the States for my 21st birthday. Mm -hmm. So this was like, we had a nice family dinner two nights before. And this was like the next day, actually Feldhammer. He's like, this is my father, right? Because you guys got introduced to my father last time. Mm -hmm. He's like, Feldhammer, how could you get my son so drunk like this? He's like, blah, 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 whatever he's saying, right? Uh And Feldhammer's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then he's like, he's like, Oh, you don't care about yourself. You're just fat. And that was like, I was like, I can't believe my dad said that. And Feldhammer came to me. He's like, your dad's so offensive. <laughs> Fucking French man. No. Fucking crazy. So yeah, that's, that's, that's drunk stories right there. So yeah. hope you guys enjoyed uh, that one. So before we wrap things up, because um, I don't want to go too long on this one, but uh, I wanted to get your opinion on um the other day i read an article that lil uzi is quitting music okay right so that brings me to think about how the music industry is these days and how music artists kind of make it Mm -hmm. and before they fizzle i guess Mm kind of take a step back or go alternate routes um because i've i've heard of russ saying that he's in the similar lane where he's like i'm dropping one more album and i'm out because yeah. he hates the industry and how yeah. industry people are, which is completely understandable because, yeah. you know, we bumped into so many things in our day and we haven't even made it to the levels that they are right yeah, now. Yeah. So I don't know what Uzi's reason is for it, okay. but I wanted to see what your thoughts about, you know, music artists making it and then <clears throat> kind of quitting or. I have, I'm, I'm going to compare it to politics nowadays. And I think that. Did we have to. <laughs> it's just like a quick comparison where it's just like i see it as either you had money or luck to Mm. get into the industry nowadays or and that gave you fame right Mm. so money or luck gave you fame and it's the same thing like donald trump money and luck got him into position of power and it's the same thing with these artists and not a lot of the time that i feel everybody is ready for the job that they're given Mm-hmm. So sometimes people either drop out because they don't realize how hardcore it is or they realize that, oh, shit, this shit is a little too real for me because there are crazy parts of the industry where it's like if you if you don't know about protecting yourself, if you don't know or you can't go keep going because you're a gimmick. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. if you're a gimmick, if your boy said, yo, you should rap because you have a funny voice, but you don't have um, the vernacular and everything to carry yourself by yourself mm-hmm. you can't make it like you mm-hmm. have to be built for this where it's like every time you got slapped down you continue to go i feel like like what i see in us you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. you, so that's why i see like russ i feel we've seen it he writes for himself he's talented he has good <laughs> concepts for his music people are gonna hate on him for whatever reason mm-hmm. but i feel like he's stopping because there's no more pleasure in literally the arts mm-hmm. Because it keeps going back to the politics of everything. People are going to ask him, what are your numbers out? He's going to be like, I just sold this out. Does it matter because it's my art or how much I sell? So it's a lot of those things where you have people that have no clue about music 
that a lot of people in this game got in because of their daddy or their mommy or they're paid their way into it. A lot of these people are kind of corny and they're letting other corny people come in mm -hmm. because it's not a real recognized real unless you're recognizing that you're corny. Yeah. So I feel that when you have somebody that's really about it, that knows about the game, and I could say Joe Budden is one of those people that he, you can tell through his music, he ate, slept, and breathed that shit. And I think that with us, it's the same thing of when when you get into this game, you do it because it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. And then when you end up feeling like it's a job because you have to deal with all the petty and the stupid shit around it, whether it's envy, hate, people coming at you like for your money and they're not going to give you this because somebody else said they don't fuck with you. I don't think that's, uh, you know, I think that's why a lot of people quit this shit. Mm -hmm. Or they realize that there's not a lot of money in this game, and everybody. That's exactly where I was going. That's what I'm saying. That. It's like you gotta you gotta put out put up a facade. Yeah. And and so I know there's been a lot of controversy these days with um, streaming numbers, as far as you know what streaming numbers translate to as 100%. far as money. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think they have a f exact formula just yet. Mm -mm. And the fact that these streaming platforms are getting so much traffic and the artists are not being compensated correctly mm -hmm. i think that's another thing that could be um you know um what's the word i'm looking for could be influencing these artists yeah. to kind of get discouraged you know what i'm saying if anything so. i felt like th this is the thing between again between government and artists that we don't do enough mm -hmm. it's like we should um basically go on strike <laughs> nobody gets music nobody gets new shit unless we get paid more and everybody's scared to strike because everybody else on the other end that does the business is gonna say i'm gonna fuck your life over hmm. and i think you hear it about in like meek mills records where it's like whether it's whether it's like the court system or the cops coming at you or like the hip-hop police there's always going to be somebody that's going to ruin your career mm -hmm. because you're not to, yeah because you're not sending them you're not giving them money anymore mm-hmm because I think at the end of the day, everybody, as much as they need somebody that as the investor, they need the talent. Yeah. And if you can't have the talent, you can't have music to generate money. Mm -hmm. So I think like the smartest way, just like people should act with the government. If we want to get our own money and all this other shit, you got to you got to work together. And you got to learn how to strike. But I think there's too many people mm -hmm. that carry fear that. You know, if you fight back, honestly, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, like the beginning of the podcast, but I think you mm -hmm. end up like Prince of Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. There's just conspiracy theory full circle. <laughs> but I'm saying like, that's where I really feel like that's, mm -hmm. there's a truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's mafia shit. Mm -hmm. Like if you owe people money that if you really are that popular, popular in the game, you, you're making a lot of money. Mm hmm. Which I guess ties into like the whole controversy with like the R. Kelly situation and how like pe these people rode with him for such a long time mm -hmm. with all that nastiness going on behind scenes. They'll take it. Just because this guy was on top of the world making them so much money exactly. and everybody was turning a blind eye to all so that So you guys can only imagine <laughs> in different parts of mm -hmm. everything that goes on in our world mm -hmm. how far people will go for the mm -hmm. dollar. And even to this day, like I heard the other day, RCA finally put a pause to his music or something like that because he was still signed on the RCA, if I'm not mistaken. And they literally, like a few days ago, they put a pause to his music. Yeah. 
while all this craziness is going on <laughs> and omarion stupid ass so omarion a couple weeks ago he was like oh we're gonna cancel r kelly anything r kelly wrote for us produced for us or did for us we're gonna cancel from our tour after our tour is over <laughs> oh wow that was a cop so i'm like yeah sure okay so um to me that's got to be like like a lot of your content during that because he was writing mm -hmm. everything in the late two well early 2000s mid 2000s Yo, it's crazy how many songs i can't hear anymore can't listen to anymore oh, that's crazy. i think we talked about it last podcast no yeah well that's but, another thing a lot of people are like can you separate the artist from the person because a lot of people have their dark moments sometimes it's sometimes. like dmx you grew up yeah. on dmx you know he unfortunately has a drug problem even if he's trying to help himself he keeps doing mm -hmm. what people would say the wrong thing mm -hmm. so for me it's like do you still have love for dmx yeah but he's not raping people he was jacking cars <laughs> <laughs> those I things know. don't balance out. Yeah, I, know. I know i know i get what you're saying i definitely get what you're yeah. saying but i don't know it's just like i still, some, got, sometimes, I still got love for x yeah sometimes i i can't separate but situations like that he's stealing cars it is what it is whatever yeah. i can separate i mean if you're under the influence <laughs> of something like yeah. i'm not saying it makes it better but i'm mm, saying yeah. like no yeah i get it trust me i get that you part. Can, you start with that but when it comes to else. like r kelly situation i can't do it anymore gotcha well i haven't for a very long time since back yeah. then i couldn't listen to his music the same way and but what um, do you think about people associated with them can you not love jay-z because jay-z was like let's get this yeah it's tough man it's so tough because there were so many people involved with the situation that it's well, just think about like, it ugh. think about it like close to home like if if i was making a song with a track that was like touching mm -hmm. on little girls and no I yeah of course that's what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's so tough because so many people were involved and it makes you and the funny thing is that like when you look at look back and it's definitely not funny but when you look back at it mm -hmm. it was like i canceled r kelly back then when he was first accused right yeah but then you don't think about how all these other people like started associating associating themselves with him either during that or after that any and even act, before that any act where they like, knew all that yeah like britney spears justin timberlake uh <clears throat> christina million um even like anybody like like all these people were super young back then mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and like they were getting signed <sighs> to big labels and stuff so i don't know <clears throat> who didn't get touched and whatnot and i'm not saying just by r kelly i'm just talking about the industry yeah yeah i mean that's a whole nother monster in itself yeah, but so. um I don't know if we should touch upon this topic. Yeah, fuck it. I'll bring it up. Okay. Anyway, we had a conversation the other day with one of our producer friends, Mr. Alex, right? Alex. Yeah. And we were talking about like privilege and how it affects an artist coming up and their hunger to achieve their goals, right? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about it and it hit me that night. Mm-hmm about you know the artists that we've run in circles with and whether they've progressed or whether they did whether they've achieved some kind of success mm -hmm. and just dropped the ball would you say success or fame a little bit of both okay i guess success in the sense that they accomplished the goal that we've always wanted to mm -hmm. and they've either dropped the ball or didn't continue with it or somebody that you know, I guess just kind of throws everything away for, let's say, the family life or mm. whatever it is, kind of settling, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So <clears throat> I noticed that privilege, I guess, plays, and I don't mean like white privilege, I mean like financial privilege, Okay. I think plays a big role in something like that, right? Yeah. So I feel like artists like you and I, mm -hmm. 
and LX. Mm-hmm. And fuck it, I'll throw in all our other artist friends like Lenny, A Natural, like they know what struggle is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're living, I guess, paycheck to paycheck or we're living to the point where we're don't even know if we're getting our next paycheck and still investing in our music which makes us even hungrier to do this right why do i say that without an accent i like (laughs) it (laughs) make us hungrier to do this (laughs) you do this so um yeah so like i feel like you know financial privilege where that comfort is kind of like you know i have something to fall back on so i won't Mm. go as hard you know what i'm saying or you know, I have mom and dad or my sister backing me. Uh, so if I ever fall, I don't have to worry about it. So I could yeah. take a day off. I could take two, three days off. I could take a week off. Fuck it. I'll go on vacation for a month and, yeah. <laughs> and not work on anything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it dawned on me that day that I was like, financial privilege plays a big role on both sides of the fence. Whether you quit before you even get there or it gets you to where you want to go because that's been our struggle we don't have the finances to get us to where we want to be you could right? be born into it and at the at the same time you could be hungry to prove your parent that just because you're rich and famous already like you could be jaden smith <laughs> like and Jayden. i think yeah, and yeah. i think jaden smith is about it and if you're about <laughs> it and you're hungry it doesn't matter like yes he has all his dad's connects he's <laughs> definitely going to have an upper hand on making it but at the same time, at the end of the day, it's either the public messes with you or they don't. Mm-hmm. So look at the, the now that you brought Jaden up, look at the, the spectrum right there. So it's mm-hmm. Jaden Smith, yeah, who was born of a very successful father, mm-hmm. setting up his own thing musically. Mm-hmm. And then there's Diddy's kids. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even know their names. I'm sorry. But what are they doing? You know well, the mean? thing is, <clears throat> Diddy's son, he's actually, he's actually having a success. Mm-hmm. And his music is similar to like mace's music mm-hmm. so it's got mace mixed with but now it's like chris brown on the hook instead of 112 mm-hmm. and i think that he's bringing back a vibe and i think he's about it too like there's something in that bloodline like diddy i, I was gonna say he's an example of mm-hmm. he's rich as hell like he doesn't have to make music but he, i think he still has an appreciation and passion for music yeah and i think it's the same thing like when it comes to a russ and stuff like russ not might not make music for the public Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Russ is going to go back home and there's going to be those nights where he's itching to make a beat. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have that hunger or passion because to me, in my eyes, they've been doing it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely, They want it for, that's why I said fame <coughs> or success, mm-hmm. because fame is something that everybody's try, trying to obtain to just like feel good when they walk in the streets like, oh, that's my homie because... Uh-huh whatever whatever but mm-hmm. to me that's why i said with alexa i'd rather be the underdog and not get the respect and recognition that we know that we deserve because i can look back on our catalog mm-hmm. and i'm like it's nothing but real shit mm-hmm. great quality music and that's something that's going to go against the test of time rather than saying like okay i've got now but i don't have next mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'd rather have a longevity mm-hmm. We all we always speak on this that yeah, yeah. I want I want a longevity in this game just mm-hmm. like you and again there's days where if you're doing it for the fame if you're doing it for the money but already in your life you have a fallback of one of those comforts you're trying to acquire on a bigger level that's why people stop mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like most people's goals weren't their own mm-hmm. they were a manager's goals. They were a friend's expectations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, 
When did you learn to stop saying yes and learn how to say no? You're asking me? Or yeah. Or you're just asking rhetorically? When did I learn to stop saying yes and start saying no? Just in general? Yeah. Because I know it's a pretty took, long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it took you a while to get to that point. So for me, I'm just saying that there are talented people out there, but at the same time, they don't have that drive or they don't have that support system because everybody else around them, if they are already comfortable, you know, everybody else around them is comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in a neighborhood of like, okay, we're all comfortable, like all our moms and dads have money. Mm-hmm. Nobody's who, who, who's, who's building you to be better. And it's a, it's, it's a mind state. Yeah. So like anybody else, like I also said, like their parents are going to build them just like schools off pattern. Mm. You're going to learn how to work for a boss rather than be one. Mm. Boom. So. And with that, we shall leave you guys. That was nice. It was a good conversation. That was. Yeah, man. So like every time, you know, we'll leave you off with, please, 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 please subscribe to the channel. We see little numbers here and there. Yeah, definitely like the posts and please comment. Leave comments, man. Be real people. Yeah, man. Leave comments, man. That <laughs> that gets us somewhere. You know what I'm saying? This is just a small little act. Takes a few seconds. Subscribe, like, comment. That's all please. we ask for. And definitely go on to the um, Apple iTunes and rate and leave a review as well because yeah, that man. gets us up in the the top tiers of the podcast up there so we can get in front of more people. So, um, with that said, yes, sir. Drop the outro with the intro. Wow. Can you hear it?